You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 121st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, and I just got some pizza. I'm in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer. I'm in Boston. I have no pizza. I have no high life. I am living the low life here. Oh, man. You and guys jealous? Look at this pizza pie, huh? Don't you? It's like, it's like the Giro over here. It looks pretty vegan. It's, <laughs> it's not just pretty vegan. It's vegan. <laughs> Oh. Welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast, a discussion of cycling news and gossip straight from the source. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot to discuss, and everyone is coming here for the Vuelta information. But, you know, I was sitting here, guys, Spencer, a little guy, and I was like, you know, we're not just about bike racing. Well, kind of about bike racing, but professional yeah, yeah. bike racing. <laughs> we're what? about cycling culture. We love getting questions from people about things that... Somewhat go around and cycling culture. That, As an example, well, I was we going to say, getting... go ahead. The main reason we like to get these uh, listener questions is because you know then we don't have to follow the sport quite as closely. Like I don't need to know the stats. Exactly. I don't think people come to our podcast to talk about you know our everybody that comes here happened. wants to know what Sammy Sanchez's RBIs are right now, and I don't know that information. Well, Sammy Sanchez's on-base percentage is way below Nairo Quintana right now. Mm-hmm. Nairo Quintana is totally crushing it from the line, and everything that he is doing is just taking it to the next level. Don't you agree, little guy? Pizza face. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I do. Pizza yeah. face. All right, so All right. Uh, you can always email us questions at the, the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And we got a, a question a few weeks ago, totally got buried. And this is from a, a longtime friend of the podcast, um, Leo from the Black Label Bicycle Club. We, we'll talk about our experience with Leo in a little bit here. Leo asked a, a particular bike-related question, guys. And it has to do with an experience that he had at the NSC Velodrome, a place that, that we hold dear to our hearts. Indeed. I tried to stop a podium bike from happening at the NSC Velodrome last week. And, of course, a podium bike is when the jerks that win bring their bike to the front of the podium thinking it is going to sell a bike to reward their sponsors. But like Derek Bouchard Hall said on a podcast here earlier, that they are rude and they are inappropriate for cycling because they take away from the other racers on the podium. So, Leo says, I tried to stop a podium bike from happening at the NSC Velodrome. And I failed. I was just shouting not to bring it up there. Next time, do I have to physically stop him? It wasn't my podium. I had just missed it, so making a scene might have looked unsportsmanlike. <laughs> Leo. So, guys, what does Leo do in that situation when he's not even on the podium? He's gotten beat, or it's a different category? Does he just mock from afar, so, <clears throat> or does he walk up in like a janitor sweeping away the trash? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you just turn your back. You got basically you just turn your back and you go change your gear ratio. It's the track. Yeah. See, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe from now on, 
fourth place, it's your responsibility to kind of be the podium sweeper, right? Like uh, only if it's a wide angle podium. Well, see, there won't be any of those. So fourth and fifth need to get in cahoots here from now on forever. This needs to be like inscripted in the USA Cycling's rules. But so fourth place, your number one responsibility after being the fourth loser or third loser. Anyway, um, your number one responsibility is to go up, congratulate the winner. Hey, man, nice race. Great job. Uh, Podium's coming up. You want me to bring your bike up there for you? And they'll be like, yeah, of course. And then you grab their bike for them. They get on the podium and you wheel it away the other direction. Just as Ooh, far see, away as you can go. See, that's good. I, I think maybe we could change the rules so that the fourth person is just, it's sort of like a card game where um, if someone from one, two, or three brings a podium bike up and mm-hmm. fourth place notices it, if before the podium presentation starts, but the bike is up there, they notice it, then they get to take that person's place on the podium. Yeah. It's like, so ooh, it's, So yeah. it, it, will, it will inspire, so you get fourth, and don't just get mad and roll to your car and be like, oh, I can't believe it didn't make the podium. Stay vigilant. Because you still have a chance to make the podium. Yeah, I like no, this. See, see, guys, I think you're both like great suggestions, I'm and I'm this. not one to shoot them down. But you're both a little like convoluted in that it's a that's a very in depth um, rationale here. So here's what I would suggest: Leo does. Knowing Leo, he could pull this off. This is what Leo does. The, the the racers get up on the box, and that's a pretty big podium. In fact, if you're in first place, you're pretty high up there. I mean, you're you're way up there. You're in a, I you're think, in a maybe uh, a dangerous predicament. Yes, like uh, not, like a predicament that you just can't jump off, right? Uh-huh. I think this is what Leo needs to do. I think he needs to begin by whistling, and he's just walking down the uh, the apron, you know, kind of maybe got a head bob. He's listening to his headphones. He's got his beats on, and he's just like, yeah, you know. I don't know what the Black Label Bicycle Club listens to, but I'm assuming it's something like uh, Jazzy, um, Billy Bragg, or uh, Tom Waits. Okay. And then, you know, you're just kind of walking down the uh, aisle, and he just grabs the bike and just keeps walking, like almost like he's okay. a guy on the sidewalk just <clears throat> stealing the bike, but just nonchalantly. What's first place going to do? Are they going to reach down, jump after Leo, or are they just going to try to pose for the picture? And by the time the picture is done, he's already down the tunnel, riding the bike back to Minneapolis. So the only time stealing a bike should be allowed <laughs> is when you're stealing a podium bike. That so is now, the new rule. When you what started describing this, when you when you, when you started describing this, I went to a much darker place than you. I gotta admit. Okay. Uh, right. the, podium, the podium there is pretty tall, several feet off the ground. I was thinking, you know, if somebody brought a podium bike up there, you were going to say you casually walk by and, and bump them in the shoulder hard enough to jostle them off of the podium, perhaps to an unfortunate fall. Oh, like a collarbone. Like, well, oh, you're not going to be on the podium the rest of the season. It'll definitely be a <laughs> collarbone or a hip. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I, did, I was hoping you weren't going there, but, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say I was totally uncalled for it. Now, the other, the other solution is, is that if you're in second or third place and the first place person is like, hey, come up here to the top step to take the photo with us, mm-hmm. you kind of just graciously, like the gymnastics team that dominated in Brazil, stick your left foot out there and just knock the bike over, drive side included, mm-hmm. um, and just totally... Work. I think throw it out of whack. I think little guy's uh, uh, kind of take on slug bug is maybe the 
the best solution, but it needs to happen like universally. Like if you see a podium bike, you get to punch the person in the arm whose, <laughs> whose bike it is. And then they also lose their spot on the podium. That's great. Like, it's a little bit less. Uh, yeah, it's not that difficult to follow. Uh, I like that idea. So we we'll, mentioned we'll earlier. To, we'll about, have to talk to DVH again and see if we can yeah, get this uh, written into. This law. seems to be solved. Um, so we talked earlier about Leo, and before we came on the podcast, talking a little bit about my experience with Leo. I did not like him the very first day I met him because he beat me in an alley cat in Minneapolis. Genuine guy, totally likable. <laughs> Except he beat me yeah. in, I think it was an alley cat that ended at Grumpy's Bar in downtown Minneapolis. And I was pissed because he was the first out-of-towner to ever win the coveted Minneapolis Bicycle Messenger Association Yellow Bag Trophy. And he put his name in that trophy, in that bag. And I tell you, when I won that bag on several occasions, I thought about uh-huh. Scribbling out his name because New York City does not win the Minneapolis Messenger Association yellow bag. Well, maybe he felt guilty about it. That's why he, you know, you know, it's why he's living here now. He's trying to make amends. Yeah, thank time. you, Leo. I, I'm happy here, he's doing he? that. He is. He is. He is. He's from there. Yeah. yeah. He moved away track. briefly, which is why I remember uh, uh, awarding him that bag because I think I had it previously, so I had to hand it over. Um, but yeah, there was some debate as to whether or not he could get it, but it was There was fine. definitely debate about that. Yeah. So it, was, it was controversial. I, I, just, little... I, I, I was on the side that, you know, he's from here, he raced here, good to go. He had so a Decordi, a... I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this yellow bag. The yellow bag was the trophy that was created before any of us were couriers in Minneapolis. Indeed. By an old exists. messenger. Traveling and trophy. It's... It's a traveling trophy, and the the general idea was if you ever won an alley cat, you got to wear the yellow bag while at work. Naturally, the yellow bag, which I did use on one day, I decided to use it, was the worst messenger bag ever created. It leaked. (laughs) It was rainy. It was tiny. It's not a good bag. But you signed your name into the bag. Now, I never won it for the most prestigious alley cat in Minneapolis, the Super Bowl, which... Little guy has won on, um, I think, one occasion. Uh, two um, occasions. One. <laughs> All right. And two. Uh, the two. come on, I've got I've got the frost yeah, bitten toes to prove it. Yeah. Little little guy did win it on two occasions. I won it for the second most prestigious Minneapolis Alley Cat, the Saint Ides, which doesn't even exist anymore. And Spencer, I'm pretty sure you just kind of stole it. Um, but the yellow bag was probably one of my favorite. Uh, no, um, see, I need a trophies that I've ever had to deal with I in the bike world. Busted my ass for that bag because I knew that I could win it at the race that I won it at, which I don't think had a name, but it was Jay Gropen's uh, going away oh, race. Oh, the going away race, yeah. Oh, you and won it was, that one. It was, that was one fun. stop. It was from downtown to uh, the Sunrise Bar out on Forty Four. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and it was one stop, and that was all there was, and you could take any route to get there. And I took. Did you the, highway that one? I took the freeway out of downtown uh, on my bike. Nice. Yeah, it was terrifying because it was eight p.m. or something at night and it was dark. But yeah, uh, and so, I won by like ten minutes. So. So you took was, the highway down. Uh, you took thirty-five south to what, like thirty-six? And I then took, just busted over. I, it started at the bench, so I took Eighth Street up uh, to the on ramp onto thirty-five, yeah. and then I merged from thirty-five onto fifty-five. <laughs> 
And took 55 all the way out there, yeah. That is so, the most dedicated Alley Cat start ever is to go straight on the highway. So, yeah. We, last well week we talked – was it last week we talked about how you, you – or the week before about how you learned to not do stupid things on a bike when you yeah, were was, a courier? Yeah, this was previous to that, and yeah. This was was this before that moment or this was post and you just put that all aside because the yellow bag was so important. No, it, it was <laughs> it was it was pre pre okay. giving up on on speed. So, so the, I the yellow bag, I I was so proud of that yellow. It was bag coveted. When, Everybody wanted well, the yellow like, bag. When, when I had that yellow bag, I had a um, on the wall above our TV at my apartment on Monroe Street. I like didn't want another alley cat to happen because I had that thing for like a good six months and I had it framed above the uh, TV. Like I put some nails into some studs and it just hung there. It, it wasn't even yellow anymore. It was pretty dirty, but that yeah. was probably one of the coolest trophies I have ever won. And that reminds me, the second best trophy I ever won was when I got third place at a 24 hour um, solo mountain bike race. And I didn't get a trophy. I was so disappointed that I got third. And then little guy comes up to me with a little tiny rock that he wrote in a Sharpie. <laughs> third place, um, 2007, 24 hours of Afton. And I still have that trophy. Um, in fact, it's right up there. It's a little nice. out of reach, but I do have the uh, trophy still. So cool. I'm glad you still have that. But the, that was, the yellow bag, that was I'm happy that it still exists. Has the yellow yeah. bag been redone? Uh, it's, no, it's the same bag, I guess. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know where it's living these days. All right, you gotta you gotta go out there, little guy, and try to find a picture of it. It's a I it's an icon. I haven't shown I wish... up to any of the alley cats to try to claim it back. I wish more series uh, did things like that, like cross series or something like. Uh, mm-hmm. I know the uh, the Tuesday night race in Minnesota, the Cat Six, when they ran yep. that. The used to do hosen. the uh, the leader hosing for the leader. But didn't they have the leader's the jacket socks? for a little while too? Like the you, um, you got that a jacket was the overall at the winner, end. Yeah, yeah. You they got did a, a green blazer like the uh, like the golf thing. Cat Six so knows what they're doing, man. One of they the do. coolest, um, uh, Derek Lewis, longtime listener of the podcast. Him and his team from uh, Cat Six Racing that created the leader hosing for the leader or the uh, the overall jacket. They did a really cool thing of the Ninja Preems. Probably one of the coolest uh, things we've ever seen that they had a gentleman that had a guitar, just the axe was plugged into the amp. And on random laps, if he was playing, when you crossed the finish line, you won the Ninja Prem that um, lap. And it was tends to be money. So every single lap, people were taking attacks to try to be the first person to cross the Ninja Prem. And the whole idea of the Ninja Prem started with the, uh, you know, the importance of being on the front of a bike race when the mm-hmm. photographer is around. Yep. So in the crit, you learn to where the photographer is, and then you always attack right in front of the photographer, so it looks cool for when you Facebook update. Yeah. And uh, because Ninja let's Prems face it, that's all most pre- of us have are those photos from the wonderful photographers that come out to amateur bike racing every week. Yeah, I mean, let's remember our our team website for a long time was um, me. In front of Dan Swanson, yep. In a race that you guys so artfully spliced in, so that it it looked like I was like really like dropping Dan hard or something, but really I was just like mid pack, probably leaving a gap open. In yeah, there was definitely <laughs> a gap in front of you that I cropped. Yeah, yeah. he was probably Dan was behind me, like, oh, should I go around this loser? <laughs> nah, I'll just I'll be nice to him and then I'll sell him my crossbar. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. So, um, the podcast, uh, the Slow Ride Podcast, is members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Mm-hmm. We are just wrapping up our drive um, for the month of August. We'd like to thank all of the supporters. We got quite a few that have jumped on board. We're still looking for some few, a uh, few more. If you do okay. go to WideAnglePodium.com and become a member, starting at five dollars a month, there are some great rewards for you, including bonus content oh, that man. supports the um, the podcast. There are water bottles to be earned at different levels. There is a new Wide Angle Podium T-shirt as a proud member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. And supporter, I got my own wide uh, T-shirt. It's an American Apparel, super nice and soft. And a couple of important things that have happened here. First off, and we'll talk about this brief in, in a moment. Crosshairs Radio continues to have some of the best interviews in the world of U.S. cycling. Uh-huh. Um, they have Micah Rice. We'll talk about mo- momentarily. Kids don't follow. Spencer was on uh, last week to talk about <laughs> a Minneapolis punk scene. Meyerson's going to be starting up the Meyerson line again. And then we have um, the Honest Bicycle Program with some fantastic uh, uh, reads on the world of cycling. And we have the, con- the uh, consummate athlete that uh, we'll be talking about in just a bit. That is a new podcast on the network. Yep. Lots of growth potential here. But the bonus episode that is available to, slow, uh, to Wide Angle Podium members is, yes. a, is, a, is a piece of work. We... We scored the big one. You know, like we always talk about crosshairs getting getting the big scoops, talking to the big players in the game. We got Thaddeus Bellwether and Luke Warm to sit down what? together at a table. They buried and, the hatchet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. They did finally. And and they talked sports, and it is incredible. So that episode is up now. They have a brand new podcast called Sports Balls. Uh, that is available for donors, so that's something you check out, along with uh, a slow ride episode that we did uh, about a month ago or so. Crosshairs has a uh, bonus episode up there as well, and so does the Consummate Athlete, who just put one up um, where they interview Jeff Proctor, who runs the USA Cycling Cyclocross Development Camps. That's cool. Um, You may remember him from, uh, he does all the European cross camps, where he'd take, uh, like, Ryan Trabon and Barry Wicks and, and Logan Owen and all those guys, uh, and Bjorn Sealander, of course, over oh. to Europe. Rest in peace. Great, uh, yeah, yeah. Great content from them. Great uh, interview. I listened to it today because I'm a donor, and it was awesome. Um, so that's some of the stuff you get as a donor. We did get a ton of donors signing up. Uh, not a ton. We got about halfway our goal. Um, so not quite halfway, but, you know, good enough for us. We're, we're really pleased with it. Uh, we'd love to get a few more, but uh, we really appreciate all the support we have gotten. So, You know, th- there's some amazing people that have contributed. So, again, thank you. It's not, uh, you know, putting on the podcast is uh, expensive, but we get to share the costs across an entire network of uh, now six different podcasts which is fantastic and allows us to, um, you know, create a little bit of a travel budget so we can go to events, uh, put on some live shows like we did in Richmond last year. And mm-hmm. it, it overall, we're not getting rich out of it, but, you know, if you can, uh, if you think that you'd, you'd like to buy one of us a beer sometime once a month or so, you know, that's five bucks a month <laughs> right there. And actually, you could buy me sometime. two High Lifes for the price of that. So, oh, man. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to 
the Slow Life Podcast. So we got an email from supporter of the network, Ben Christie. And Ben Christie of Quantico, Virginia says, Wearing a full bicycle manufactured sponsored team kit while riding a different brand of bike. Is it cool or not? Over the past couple of months, I've occasionally passed and always waved at a guy bravely wearing a full Cervelo test team kit while riding a Trek Madone. My wife says no foul, but I think this represents egregious conflict of interest. I take the position that wearing a replica team kit is a risky proposition under all but ideal conditions. I'm with them on this, and I think it's especially with the Cervelo testing because that's that's a popular kit from a few years back. I see a lot of them, and no one—they're never on Cervelos. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, look, everybody if, else if is on can, a Cervelo. If you can only afford one thing—a Castelli kit or a Cervelo—you know they're about the same amount of money. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty close, but. No, it's. I think it's weird. I the only time I think it makes sense is if you're ride. Say you're riding a kit that says, like you're mm-hmm. you're old school, right? So you're you're wearing a kit that says Calnago. You got a bike. It's obviously like an old bonded Trek, but it's I, been I, undecaled and it's got Calnago <laughs> de- decals on it. Uh-huh. That's cool. That's See, well, that's here, almost have, so lame. It's cool. <laughs> I have a real world example for you. How about this little guy? I'm gonna need a reeling uh, uh, reading from you on this. As you know, I have a, a pretty classic mid, uh, early mid two thousands time uh, road bike. Yep, classic carbon, lugged carbon, looks real nice. Pretty beautiful, agreed. Very French, yes. Uh, and I also have a full Credit Agricole kit, also very French, very you know look. of the same era. Yeah, and it says look on it, but it doesn't you say look. It doesn't say look very big. Yeah. I think you it's can okay. Wear that. That's okay. Yeah, that's... If look was a ti- if a look was like one of the title sponsors, I'd say that's that's dicey because man, okay. look and time are yeah, no, are the, I know they are the two big Frenchies. Mm-hmm. So um, you're saying like a, a Trek Segafredo kit, you couldn't wear it riding a Bianchi, but no, for instance, so. a, a Lamprey kit, you could probably wear what or ride whatever you want because it doesn't have a bike brand really big on it. Does anyone even know what bike a lamp? I mean, I'm sure it's Merida now, but what was it before? It's Wheeler. And before? Wheeler. So, they used to ride Fondrias way back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Well, so like, so you ba- can't wear your south your Southwest uh, Merida kit or whatever like, and mm-hmm. look like people Pizzato because you you know, would have the Merida or whatever the heck that bike sponsor is. The yeah. fake, the, the down market specialized whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> okay, so about um so so I think I think here's a couple of things that Ben's getting at. One is Ben, you're absolutely correct. You cannot wear this. Tell your wife she's wrong that there is a foul. That is the official word of the Slow Ride podcast. As an example, you don't want to be the Fred that is out there in a full specialized kit while riding that Trek Madone. Right? Yeah. No. That's trouble. And secondly, what you what you got to also um keep into account is that it just looks bad it's horrible like these big bike brand kits they're like the worst type of kits out there well yeah yeah but like but the cervello test team is different because it was a pro team 
So yeah, here's you a, can't wear a Cervelo test team kit without a Cervelo. Like that no. is well, here's it's the tough. Problem. It's tough, but you want to look like Carlos Sastra. Come on. Yeah, you do. Who's that? Here's the here's the problem. Don't make me come over there, Tim. <laughs> come through. <laughs> I like a lot of pro teams, and I want to support them. So I buy things. You know, I'm a sucker. I've got my you know my Credit Agricole kit. I've got my Dan from Nam Namibian Championship kit. Uh, you got I that washing machine I, too, Lambrey Steel. Yeah, I can't go. I got that. I can't go out buying a bike to match every kit. That's crazy. No, you can't. That that's absolutely right. I understand that. But you don't get a Cervella test team kit. Like that's just crossing the line. But here's <laughs> the thing: like Spencer wearing a Credit Agricole kit with a time bike, totally allowed because there's been a. Um, what do we say? A statue of limitations for the ah, the idea that you can't that's wear that. Fair. Oh, However, now, a now we're getting test somewhere. Team, I don't know if a Cervelo test team kit is is within a statue of limitations yeah. within so a reasonable time. So what is the statue of limitations? I think it's like 10, 12 years. No, I'd say 10 years because here's the thing. If you're wearing a, a quick step kit, a Tom, like you're like Tom oh, Bonin. Yeah. I'm that's all about classic. Tom Bonin, right? And that's all specialized, but if you're riding a trek, you could wear a Tom Bonin quick step kit after a couple of years. Like, no one's, like, there's not that well, much I mean, S on there. Well, you Spencer could be, you buys could be an, old an older. One. Yeah, yeah, with he the Mercs. Wear, on he could it. wear an old one when they rode Times or Mercs. Yeah, they rode, they've ridden so many different bikes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Tim. I like that. I think so. I maybe think not 10 years. That, that might be a little bit too, too steep. Never little, for it, Cervelo test team, but yeah. everybody else. Like Trek, Sega Fredo, you can't wear that kit on a Specialized ever. No, but okay, so what if yeah, you want to be classy you'll, you'll light and on wear fire. an old Peugeot kit, right? Do you need to have well, an old Peugeot? Well, that's no. that's the car company. No. They rode Peugeots, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure How it was... How is that a, allowed? There's a motor. Yeah, I know. Did I tell you I saw a guy on the Greenway a couple weeks ago, old Peugeot, whatever the... whatever, 10 or whatever the fancy... Uh, Peugeot from the 70s with a with like the early 80s late 70s team Peugeot kit with the black shorts and everything full deal super nice nice. uh it was really nice he didn't have a ponytail like Robert Miller or like uh what's the Australian dude Phil Anderson (laughs) something else I need you guys to think about here is that Instagram Mm -hmm. you know I'm I'm a big Instagram uh, follower no we don't have a slow ride podcast Instagram account just yet but uh, if you were going to follow, like, the bad boys of cycling, who mm-hmm. for you would be, like, when you think of a bad boy of cycling, who do you got? I'm, I'm thinking Cipollini, Pipo, probably um, Nasir Buhani. Who else is, like, kind of the in, the, in that range for you guys? Is Pipo really a bad boy? I, I think he's just a poser. Is he, he, is, no. he hasn't really got, he only kind of got popped the one time. And like he's, he hasn't got any fights. It's not a a bad boy is a wrong wrong way to put it. He's more like a playboy. Okay, bad boy, playboy, like bad boy, playboy. Well, I, like I, if I don't someone know. saw your follower list, you'd be like, man, these this is a this so, is a well critiqued list. That's what they would mm. say if they saw my follower list, which is two people: my fiance and Pipo Pizzato. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's true. That's all you. That's all you follow on Instagram now. It's true. That's pretty. That's all I've ever followed. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really need to see. I'm kind of. I guess so. I I didn't. I didn't make the cut as the (laughs) as the 
the bad boy of cycling. I got sick of seeing monorails, yeah. Yeah, real. All right. You're the bad boy of monorails, Tim. Is there anything else uh, going on in the world of cycling in particular, certainly Uh, tall cyclists out in the Pacific Northwest? I heard that a a tall tree fell down out there. And did anyone hear it whine? Yes, I think some people did. Ouch, man! This was like a cold way to, for us to like go out in our last, pro, our last like pro cycling related talk of 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 one of the twin towers. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Trayvon yeah. is retired from professional cycling, and uh, I'm gonna miss him. I thought uh, he'll still show up for some races, though. Don't you think? Who knows, I don't man? Know. Yeah, retiring I don't know. usually means you go away, unless you're Tim Johnson. I mean, well, I I am a fan of Ryan Trebon. I think he gets a lot of crap from a lot of people, but I I like the flair he brings and his willingness to speak what's on his mind, even though sometimes it's not correct. Right. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what what type of retirement he takes because, like like uh, little guy said, Tim Johnson retired, but still races a lot of off-road and gravel type of things and like uh cherry grand fondo type of stuff look at leadville this year man there was a ton of ex-road ex-road pros in that race you know yeah yeah yeah. that are like still doing it like you're saying doing a ton of those races now because yeah because that's not considered a real race so then they they can do it um you get uh my friend mo bruno roy who retired and like has not lined up has not towed a line since retiring but still goes on the group rides and crushes it. And then your third option is the Adam Myerson approach, which is go as hard as you normally did, travel 80% of what you used to do, and still, you know, place in the top five of everything. So those are your three approaches. I don't know what Trayvon will take. Is, it, is this the end of an era that Trayvon is gone? Yeah, I think we're kind of transitioning. I mean, yeah, it's, he, it just he, seems weird that he's not around anymore. You know what his greatest uh, achievement was, actually? Winning? or Well, not just winning. Oh, the uh, the fact that now courses can't go double back on each other 180 because he was fucking murdered in that cross race? Ryan Trayvon was murdered. That's true. He is most famous for that. He got murdered in Kansas City by some scrub zone rider who crashed in... Anyway, uh, no, I was going to say his biggest legacy could be that he owned the national championship jersey he owned was both at simultaneously the best and the worst national championship jersey I've ever seen in my life. Which one are you talking about? Which year? It was the dark red and dark blue, like maroon and navy checkerboard picnic table pattern. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That thing was awesome. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I kind of loved it too, and it was kind that, of the worst thing I've ever seen. That maybe why there's a template with USA <laughs> yeah. Cycling. Yeah, I think I think it all changed after that. <laughs> oh, it is weird not having a uh, Trayvon around anymore. Um, oh, so tall, I, I, my God. I will miss him. I... This is Sarah Groff, US Olympian, and this is the Slow Ride Podcast. Well, hey, we got some. We got a bunch of uh, uh, reviews uh, that I want to hit a couple off real quick. Nick Fabiani uh, gives us a five star review, and he says, "Well, I listened all the way through off season this year. You guys called it road season. 
<laughs> the show used to sound like Charlie Brown's mom to me, unless I heard Sven or Stephen Hyde or any mention of cyclocross. Now I know way too much about 16th place roadies and Kleins. Tomorrow I wake up to finish taping our cyclocross race course in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hashtag depot cross. So with this passing year, I become much more well-rounded cycling fan, and my waves are stronger than ever. Keep it yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and F fat bikes. Yeah. Ooh, he came on strong there at the end. So that, that that's a good <laughs> review from Nick. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Little guy, you ever been to Fort Wayne, Indiana? I haven't, but I just found the Fuck Yeah Ryan Trayvon Tumblr page. Nice. That's nice? Uh, no, um, I've never been there. You been there? I've never been to Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I dislike it because the Fort Wayne Comets beat the Orlando Solar Bears several times last season in the ECHL. The what? What is that? Is that a sport? Yeah, it's minor league hockey, but never Minor mind. league hockey. Wow. G in West Virginia writes, five stars. I've become a regular listener. I consider this podcast to be the modern day replacement of one of my favorite, of one of my very old favorites, burr, 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 podcasts. Lots of snarky commentary about our beloved sport and also coverage of local level, professional world level racing. These guys are funny, but don't come across as arrogant as the burp burp did. It's an entertaining show and kudos to them for doing them regularly. Don't listen if you are a big Bling Matthews fan. Ooh. I mean, that's right. good. I want them to tell, I want more people to spread the word because I don't want those Bling people coming over here getting upset. You know, they don't get constitutions. Five stars from Yoleg Stinkoff. Rio is burning. I love spending my hours listening to the Slow Ride podcast and the talking heads mispronounce Euro names with the honesty and candor that only a true connoisseur of cycling can appreciate. Mm-hmm. From gorgeous George Hincappy <laughs> to Tyler Hamilton's missing twin and the gummy bear, this trio tells more tales than Tolkien himself. I often find myself laughing aloud at the pointed commentary of grown men in spandex engaging in childlike activities. I applaud you, Slow Ride. Well done. You know, that is a quality review because they they, they, they did half our job that we're trying yeah. to do every episode, so yeah. well done. Yeah, the they're end. gonna they're gonna get the uh this episode's seal of approval. Oh. You got your own soundboard. That's amazing. <laughs> More thumbs upward from Min Yes. Pretty, 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 pretty good is what they wrote. So that was pretty nice. nice. And then CK Ma hits us up, the most recent interview or uh, review. More interviews, please. I look forward to this podcast every week, but it may have peaked with the hummingbird story. The interviews are great, though. <laughs> Matt Roy's interview is what got me to start listening, and Dan from Nam was cool. Keep them coming. And that leads into uh, Spencer. We have quite a few interviews lined up in the coming future. Isn't that correct? We do. We are scheduling out a bunch of good stuff. We've got uh, uh, Stefan Wyman on the handle. We've got uh, Johnny Sunt wants to come on here. We've got Ryan Trebone on the internet saying he would come on. So we'll see what goes with that. Um, come on, Ryan. Are you busy? We've had a lot of great interviews over the years, guys. <laughs> but to me, the pinnacle of the interview, I mean, Derek Bouchard Hall was pretty amazing. Pretty good. The Eric Saunders interview yes. has so much gold in there that we may have to like do one of those in case you missed it post Spencer yeah. to let people know how how amazing of a character Eric Saunders is. We might it's have true. to bring him back as well to the it's to true. another episode. We should because yeah. we've then, improved a lot since then. Yeah, we were probably the worst part of that for sure. Like 
He I carried mean, that entire episode of the podcast. Yeah, he interviewed, but yeah. Anyway, and also, uh, you know, there is definite talk with uh, Dan Craven to bring him back post-Olympics to see, uh, you know, if star status has changed him at all. As we all know, we talked a lot about the Wide Angle Podium Network. It's the Pledge Drive Week. Once again, thanks to all our listeners. We're not going to bog you down with uh, with asking for, for more money. We do ask for your support if you're willing to help. One of the main reasons is the ability of podcasts like Crosshairs Radio to get Micah Rice, the USA Cycling Technical Director, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have... It's not guys quite, not quite as big of a catch as the president, but no. you know, pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. He for didn't a get the podcast. president of of USA Cycling. He got you know the next guy. That I don't know if there's one individual that has gotten more Twitter anonymous hate in the world <laughs> of hashtag CrossNats than Micah Rice, and it falls on his yeah. shoulders. And here he was, willing to step up to the plate in the sake of transparency. To talk about all that goes into organizing cyclocross nationals. Mm-hmm. And it was like reading the Tilford blog. And then he was just shooting every single point down with rational um, answers. What? And oh, uh, The internet's not going to like that. Rationality? No, what was crazy is Bill from Crosshairs Radio at CX Hairs went out on Twitter and said, what questions do you have for Micah Rice, the man behind the organization of Cyclocross Nationals and the Cyclocross Pro Calendar? Everything, right? And the crickets were was what came to be. Like, he, Bill had to beg for the questions because people weren't willing to take a stand. You know who took a stand? The Slow Ride Podcast took a stand. And here's That's why true. we took a stand. We said, hey, have you talked to the people in Texas after – this were tree people really existing before and he talked about how they had no idea that this group even existed and bill points out that the tree people did the greatest thing ever they 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 hid in the weeds they hid underground they were like um cicadas that came up after 13 years Ah. and just arrived tree people dominated that because they didn't they didn't exist before the race we called them tree people uh during while that was all going on and you know what it was maybe earned but it wasn't fair because they should have been called tree ninjas they were just they just came out of nowhere and they murdered that race now it's true i'm a little disappointed that bill didn't ask our second question is if people still were waiting for the um transport vehicles in the parking lot at the Biltmore trying to get to their cars from Cyclocross Nationals because we heard that was going to be a pretty big deal and ruin the entire Cyclocross experience. Mm-hmm. And instead, all I heard was rave reviews about the Biltmore. And Micah Rice was talking about the um, when uh, Cyclocross Nationals exist, if it's January or December, and talking about the logistics yeah. of that. We got and an answer to that, but you'll have to listen – to yeah. the episode to find out. Uh, yeah. It's answers that you didn't even expect. And this is what you can get. I Guys, this was probably one of the coolest interviews we've gotten. It answered so much of uh, things. And I just want to take all the credit for the idea of uh, getting Micah Rice on the Crosshairs uh, radio. I, I was going to tweet it, but then I deleted it. Um, but, you know, Bill must have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got your phone tapped for ideas. 
Yeah, That's so how he gets go it. to uh, wideanglepodium.com. You can find the link to Crosshairs Radio podcast where you can get a Google Play, Stitcher, all over. Listen to that interview, and then you can decide if that's the type of uh, thing you want to support for the uh, Wide Angle Podium Network. And thanks to all that have signed up in the last week. Yeah. Indeed. Guys, how have we made it 45 minutes into an episode uh, while there's a grand tour going on and not even mentioned it? Because the first week is over, and the only weeks that matter are the last two weeks of the Grand Tour. Have you not watched or something? Because this has been a good week. It's been pretty amazing. I mean, your favorite rider in the world just won the stage, I believe, and took over the GC today. So Nairo is back in red. He lost it for one day. But yeah, little guy, you are right. It has been amazing. I'll tell you what my favorite thing about the Vuelta is, and this year's edition is living up to that. Yeah. Is you get you get it's so random. It's so much less of a formula than all the other Grand Tours. Yeah. Like you get breakaways making it to the finish. You get small team winners. You get you get all the excitement. It's like real bike racing. It's what it you is. want bike racing to be. And, and it's, it's every it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's everything the tour was built up to be. Yeah. And, but real uh, the tour the tour was a huge letdown and now what do we have the people trash talk the volta but now we've got nairo on some form valverde's yep. on some form Froome is on some good form but he's a little off the pace so we've actually got a battle and we've got contador obviously picking himself off the ground because that's like mm-hmm. what he but does now contador slowly getting back into podium contention he still has chavez yeah. it it is Turning out to be race. a great race, and shout out to sixth place from Team Sky, our boy Leopold Koenig, who totally ruined his career to go to Team Sky. And today, yeah. probably could have found himself in podium contention if he didn't have to work for Chris Froome for yep. a while on the slopes when Chris Froome was trying to bring back Nairo. That's true. I would, but, uh, I would also like to shout out 131st place. Um, that is our uh, friend of the pod. Oh, I'm sorry. That is uh, TJ Van Garderen. 131st. Hey, he's just there for stage wins, my friend. He's just, he's 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 setting himself up well for a stage he's race. He's setting himself no up for a stage win. Hopefully, he'll do a little work for Sammy Sanchez, man, because he's on my Velo Games team, and TJ owes me after what he did to me at the tour. Hey, you know who's actually <laughs> quietly having a pretty decent Vuelta though hmm. from America, the future of American Is Grand it, Tour. Which one of Talansky? which one of your future? Yeah, which Talansky. One Talansky. Talansky's looking pretty good. He's hanging and, close. He's hanging tough. And Simon Yates. Off the inhaler, looking Off the pretty inhaler, good. On the slopes. Did no. you guys see the little news article? So did you see that on Sunday, uh, De La Cruz from Quick Step won? Mm-hmm. Or whatever uh-huh. they're Are they called Quick Steps? He won. It's Edix Quick Step. Edix Quick Step. Did you guys see an article like the day before or maybe Friday, Friday or Saturday? I saw an article that he had re-signed with them. He just re-signed a new contract. And then the next day he goes out. Wins a stage, takes the red jersey, biggest win of his career. You got to imagine his agent was so upset that he oh, did yeah. that the day after. He he had the ability to add a zero to his contract, <laughs> and he did it right after. And Quick Step yeah. was Quick yeah. Step was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And he's like, in the back of his head, he know you know his agent sent him a message was like, "Dude, you got to do that stuff before we put pen to paper." So that has yeah. to be that's the classic. Um, he should watch NBA free agency. Or NHL free agency when you're in that contract year, that's when you really step up your game. And then once yep. you get the contract, you kind of you know you don't need to you don't need to perform. You don't need I'm to enhance saying, the performance. I, I as much. feel like if you know the the way cycling is right now and the contracts and the competitiveness of everything and the 
the question marks in the air this time of year if you haven't signed a contract yet. Oh, you just want to sign, know, yeah. Yeah, you sign, and then all of a sudden, the weight is off your shoulders. You're feeling like uh, you're riding a bike with no chain. There's no resistance to your tranquilo. <laughs> you go up that hill, and you win the stage, and you're just like, wow, everything is perfect, you know? Yeah. No, I can see that. It's got to be a lot of pressure if you're going in this Volta with no contract mm-hmm. for next year. Oh, and... especially if you're IM cycling. Yeah. Yeah. But you've seen how those guys have been riding. I mean, I f- yeah. forget the race in France, not the Volta, but we've had one of them win a Volta stage, and we've had one of them just won another race in France. Like, I feel like they're kind of the opposite in that they sucked. Well, how long has that team existed? They sucked. Let's admit yeah. it. But it's, since I they've said they disappeared as a team, they've been just, like, lighting it up everywhere. All I care about that team, I am cycling, is if Laurie – sorry, Laurie. Lawrence or Larry Warbass gets a contract, the American um, – because I've become quite the uh, fan of American. I'm, I'm a patriot, unlike you guys, when it yeah. comes to American yeah. Grand Tour racers. But, guys, we have to mention it. It is okay. We have decided as a crew, as a club, it's okay to like Alejandro Valverde. What he is doing in this Grand Tour, his third of the year, is absolutely crushing it. And it, it should go without being said. It, it can't go without being said, sorry. His success as a racer in the Vuelta. We talked about it a little bit last week. There was the tweet about how he's taken 180 Vuelta starts in his life or in his career. And he's only finished outside the top 20 four times. I mean, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And if... Yeah. Right now he's in podium contention. He's in podium contention. That'd be two Grand Tour podiums in a year and then a top 10. And we can, like, that's nuts. And I understand that people don't like him because of the shady past and all of that. And that's fine. That's understandable. It's rational. But you have to, for a second, take into account how exciting he makes bike racing by always being there. Any kind of race, a one day race or a grand tour. And it, it deserves to be recognized. Even Lance, when Lance was at his peak doping, he was only doing the tour and maybe, what, one or two other races a season? Yeah, you guys, I just got yeah. a leg cramp. Hold on. Uh, let me stretch let, it out. This is typical so we, little so, guy. So we, got a leg so cramp. So he must be at mile 50 of the Durand road race. Little guy is now cramping out of the um, the chase uh, group. I'm not even fucking around, man. This is the first time I've ever got a leg cramp doing the podcast. This is, is why it because of pizza? I, no, I mean, I did a mountain bike ride right before the podcast, and I didn't give myself you know enough time, I guess, to really shake it out of the legs. Okay, sorry. Go on, go on. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I got nothing right. else to say. I'm dropped. Do, do you have anything to uh, add, little uh, Spencer, about the actual Volta overall before we get into Velo games? Uh, no, I mean, it's just been exciting, and, and it's unpredictable, and that's what I like about it. So in Velo games, uh, the leader currently is Simon of the Cycle Paths, currently sitting 127th overall out of 70,000 or however many thousand of entries nice. into the um, league. Frozen Blood Bags by Lloyd Flandis in second place. And then the Webley Wheels of John Webb rounding out the podium. Overall, among us right now, we have Little Guy is in the lead with Kobo Wood Win with 2,100 points. Followed closely by Capital City Mates at 2,041 points. And... Uh, let me scroll down here. Keep continuing to scroll, scroll. With the Kelme jersey as his icon, the Slow Ride Podcast B team 
at 1937 in a deep third place. Now, Spencer, are you deep getting a little concerned? I'm 100 points behind you, deep are you, third are place. You, are you getting a little nervous, Spencer, that you are going to have to read Our, a paragraph written by a little guy? Let me ask or you. Tim? Let me let me turn the question around. Uh, are you afraid that neither of you have Chavez? I'm a little worried about that. I know I'm, I just pulled your team up to look, and we both have Alverde and Adapuma, but you lost Christwick, which I did. that's going to that hurt, hurt you. That and, did hurt. And somehow that Carthy dude from Caja Royale has got you no points, but the guy that I've never heard of from Caja Royale has got you some points. Yeah. So and Mantez isn't doing you any good either, man. I don't know. It's trouble. I think I'm. I, I think I'm I am worried about the good. Chavez thing, though. I think you I'm should. sitting okay because I got Adapuma. I have Sammy Sanchez. And I have Heimar Zubeldia for his late <laughs> stage wins. Uh-huh. With uh-huh. Uh, maybe Kevin Reza will join. He him hasn't won a stage since the days of Georgie and Cappy, so yeah. you can put that away. That is, guy yeah, is wow. not getting you any points. This is a tough one because Timmy, I got Sanchez and Adapuma and Valverde, so we got a lot of crossover. So it's yeah. going to come down to just. A few it's, people between us, yeah. and you've got. It's going to be a tight race, which is trouble for me. Man. I have Contador, I but I also have Nicholas Arndt, who hasn't gotten me any points. I'm hoping that he wins the last day in Madrid, the way that he won the last day in uh, what Milan for the Giro. Yeah. So, I just out of curiosity, Kobo Cop, probably the yeah. best name team. How are they doing? Uh, I, haven't, I didn't see middle it of the pack. <laughs> middle of the pack, and that's of course we always we always like to look to see who's in vast. In last place, and that's Team Johnny Vodder's Discarded Vials. Weren't they in last place last week, too? Tom Bolton with 400 points, and oh, his team is a, uh, is a, who's, oh. is a who's who of um, just amazing. I don't even know. Well, the team only cost him 76 points. So Tom Bolton, He's... great job for even putting it together. So the other day, though, man, he had two guys. He had Bachlins and Frank in the break, and neither of them pulled out the win. He's had DeGent trying to get in the break every day. Hasn't been able to pull yeah, out a win. Yeah. He had Arroyo go like fifth place on a stage, but that was good for 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a mountain stage. Um, yeah, man, he is, he's had some tough breaks because he's got some guys that have been trying to win him some points. So, but. Um, other oh. professional cycling news, guys. You guys mentioned Chryswick being out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> Did you That's guys... all situation, man. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird crashes that have been happening um, in the Vuelta. There was the crash by the team car that takes out um, what like was it was that that wasn't Chryswick? Who was that? They got run over by the uh, FDJ team car and their bike broke into five pieces. The Katusha rider. Oh, it's Terame. Um, no, he got hit yeah, by the right. Comfortus car, and that yeah. was the crazy thing. He rode for Comfortus for like most of his career. And totally then they, accidental. Then they, then they plowed into him, and now he's gone. Uh, yeah, he seems like he's okay, thankfully. But Chryswick, what did he? What Spencer he you probably know? He I know he had a pole. But what did he break? Yeah. Oh, everything. I mean, he's a fragile man. You know what I mean? But yeah, like a post in the middle of the road that was completely unmarked, like unreasonable. Can't be. Uh, you can't have that. You know and. So I'm so trying that, to work that, a joke into this tragedy, Spencer, and uh, about instead of crashing into a pole, doesn't he wish he just crashed into a snowbank? Just yeah. his entire Grand Tour win, but sorry. He's, he's not having the best of luck in the Grand Tours, it's true. But you, I, uh, the snowbank might be on him, but this one is not. No. This is 
but this is where I run into the issue. Like, is this on the UCI? Is this their fault? They well, didn't put on the race. I think the... Is this the ASO's fault? It's like, ASO's ooh. fault. I think uh, Innering had a pretty good post on this the other day, which okay. I don't remember the specifics, but folks should check it out. But I think it's on ASO, man. They're kind of... I feel like that's this is kind of what makes the Volta cool is that it feels like ASO comes in with their crazy B team to run the race. Like, all their, like, people that are trying to get to work at the tour. Yeah. But it does feel a little slap slapped together. Like, they didn't really do all the due diligence. But did you see that the lotto is going to make... They're trying to get compensation? Yeah. yeah. It, they which, should. I think they should. Like, you bring your, your your GC hopeful to a race, and he hits some crap in the middle of the road. Yeah. It seemed like that this mark. pole was, like, five feet out from the... Yeah. yeah, it was it a ways well out. Like, out there. Like, how is it not out. even reconned by the team or by the race official uh, for the Tim, final? It's the Volta. Yeah. None of these teams reconned anything. That's so, why the Volta is so cool. Yeah, but, so uh, little guy mentioned the the inner ring article. It was it's called the safety question. It's up there now. You can find it. Um, he goes into detail and all this stuff about whose fault it should be, if it's anybody's fault. Uh, ASO UCI. Even the riders' union not making a big enough push for some sort of safety standard. Um, they should be freaking then, out about this stuff. Yeah, they should be. Like riders should be protesting this. Like they should, yeah. you know, they should after, stop a stage or or well, whatever. But because this is outlandish. But after the year we've had, that this is happening at the end of the year, and like the yeah. number of like even the last two years, but just the, the stuff that's happened this year and, yeah yeah and that safety is obviously still not and that's high enough that's issue. kind of where i end up falling on it is is this one in particular is obviously the aso's fault the moto ones are you know obviously the moto drivers or the you know however they train them like that's the issue but at the end of the day i think this really does fall in the uci's lap like even if it's not their jurisdiction or their fault they need to stand up and really make an effort to to yeah, make some sort of change or or something. They but need per, to stand per, up to the ASO. I mean, they, they, need to, they don't have any power though with the ASO. Yeah. that's the trouble. They can they can change some rules. I don't know, like, man. Whatever happened to an old fashioned they sit can write down a rule. cyclist protest? Like, yeah. honestly, whatever happened to the riders getting together and just saying we're not going to race today because Stephen Kreiswick, a GC contender, was taken out because you didn't review the entirety of the course for the final, you know, 5K. I mean, no. that pole being out there, come on. Like, yeah. riders can stand up for themselves, too. And it's it's pretty disappointing that they're not willing to. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. The, there needs to be a little more uh, uh, unity in the peloton there amongst that, a little solidarity. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to see this stuff happen to anybody. But it needs to change. I mean, we've been talk we've had these sad conversations about moto crashes or car crashes and all this crap for far too long in this podcast that you know it needs to yeah. be addressed and and the UCI is what's taken the the bruises on this regardless of whose fault it is. So Yeah. Anyway. Eh, yeah. I think that's a shame though. I blame ASO. I was really it was really sad to see Chrysler going out cuz I think that uh I mean, after what happened to him in the Giro, I think we all want him to win. Like, he's definitely yeah. on the Slow Ride podcast uh, A-team. Like, we definitely are he's, wanting... Yeah, he's also he's on the Slow our, Ride podcast okay. B-team, and he would have uh, won me this uh, Velo Games, and now, yeah, I, now well, I'm a little bit worried about it. So, I think that 
This Vuelta uh. currently right now features some of our favorite cyclists. And that's why it is exciting to see, even though it is a three-week Grand Tour. Oh, um, even though? Because we I mean, have two more guys, weeks of this mayhem, Tim. That's the, awesome. You know, everyone knows that I am a huge uh, fan of Nairo. The three of us love Valverde. Kreiswick was there. I mean, the, this is a pretty amazing race. And the fact that there's not that many sprint stages, you don't even know who's going to win. The Mearsman is the sprinter of this race. I mean, that oh. just right there says... Everything you need to know about how exciting this race is. Yeah. Uh, that explains why it's my it's, favorite Grand Tour. It's, it's way better than the newest member of the world tour, the Tour of California. I mean, this is like 800 <sighs> times better. It's amazing. I thought, I thought you were going to mention the presidential tour of Turkey. Because, man, right after like a coup attempt and maybe <laughs> yeah. like the president of Turkey firing most of the judges and teachers in the country... Blaming them for the coup, we should totally reward Turkey with uh, a world tour event. I think now's the time, right, guys? Well, it's like awarding Bahrain with a cycling team or the newest cycling team out of the um, hotbed of human rights uh, violations of China, which now has the Lamprey um, team, is now going to be owned by... A, a Chinese uh, conglomerate, which is actually really exciting to grow cycling in Asia. Yeah. Um, but once again, now we're at this weird level of where there's 18 teams that are going to be competing for the 17 World Tour slots for next year. Yeah, Guys, great. I don't know all the politics, but if you had to say one team that is not in the World Tour next year, who is it? Cannondale. Cannondale. Really? I love you. They're not a good team. I would say Cannondale Doesn't has matter. to be. I would have to because you've also got Bora, Bora German Watch Company or whoever the other Sagan sponsor is is going to be competing. So uh, Cannondale's got to be on the 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 short list of teams that may not be in the World Tour. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be tough for them, man. That, how have they ruined Pierre Roland so badly? I don't know. I expected him to get Silence. better. I, know. I really did. And I I don't think he's gotten better. No, like, they've made him worse. I don't even think he's flatlined. Yeah, like he's gone downhill. He's going to, when his contract ends, he's going to go to like Breton Shaw, Environmental or whatever, and go back to just training, like riding between bakeries and uh, drinking yes. and having, you know, having uh, espressos and stuff. And then he'll race better. He'll start smoking it, he'll just start being more French again, and he'll get better. <laughs> he did. He he survived off the French power. It's true. Yeah. So he needs. I don't. I don't know what he needs. But to be sad. fair, to be America, fair, uh, American bikes are French kryptonite. Like they take the power out of out of uh, French climbers' legs. That makes so, sense. It's probably true. So I brought up the World Tour rankings, current rankings of the 2016 World Tour. Movistar naturally on the top with Tinkoff, Team Sky, BMC. Those four kind of are head and shoulders above the rest. And you got Katusha, um, Quickstep, Orica, Trek, FDJ, Lotto. Then it starts to get down into some pretty scary territory. I am cycling second from the bottom in 17th place. They're going away next year. Yeah. 16th, mm-hmm. Cannondale draw pick. Lamprey mm-hmm. a little bit above. So you got to figure Lamprey, that's not a lock pro tour spot for the new Chinese ownership. But the UCI is very keen on growing that Chinese market. So you know they're going to push for it. Do you guys know who the last place world tour ranking in the world tour rankings are for what team? 
I was surprised seeing this, and they're a distant last place. Hmm. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking of it. No idea. Well, their their guy couldn't seal the job in uh, in um, Rio de Janeiro in the Omnium because we're talking about Team Dimension Data oh. in a distant 18th place. Now that really? is another question. Well, see, they're well, the most me, popular team, though. That they're a pretty popular team. The other ones of note would be Team Giant. Alpecian definitely has to be in the conversation, as does AG2R if you look at the rankings. But Team Dimension Data is definitely on the chopping block if you look at uh, purely by points. Yeah, but... But it's not like they can't get a uh, at-will. I mean, some of these teams, why would they want to be in the Pro Tour if you've got to go to all these other races all over the world? So, Well, that's why I'm saying there's a chance that Sagan's team... Just doesn't bother with the pro tour because you you've got Peter Sagan, you're in everything that you yeah. want to be in, and some of these other teams they need to be in it because they do suck, and it's their only way to get to a bike race. It's true. true. Who's going to invite that Cannondale? That's a, see nobody. See, that's the appropriate answer. <laughs> that's yeah. the appropriate answer to that is pure silence. Uh, shit. Somebody else. I hope somebody else says they'll take them. Damn it. Nobody did. All right. Uh, and with with that. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Once again, it's our pleasure to bring you this podcast along with all of the rest on the Wide Angle Podium Network during Pledge Month. Thanks for bearing with us as we have a, uh, set a goal to support the network. Um, go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn more. $5 minimum. You can do a one-time offer. Lots to uh, learn. Lots to listen to within our uh, community that we have created. We'd also yeah. like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for his intro and outro music. You can also always email us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, wherever you download your podcasts. And most importantly, always, always, always wave at your fellow cyclists you see out there on the road because they are part of the two wheel army that we all must support. It's true. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And with. And with that, we bid you adieu. Maybe I'll see you in Wausau. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.